The Average Football Podcast. The Average Guys Who Podcast and Shit. Everyone, welcome in to another episode of Average Football Enjoyers. We've got uh, an injured team this week. We have lots of <laughs> um, injured reserves and even just a limited participant today from Reese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got me, Jason, uh, and then I'm joined today with camera off. Reese, how you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Nice. And Dan, how you doing? Doing great. Living the dream. Got some good week one action in. Finally back. Just sat on my couch all day. Just watched Red Zone. It was awesome. Nice. That's the way to do it. That's the way to That's do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> um, shall we talk a little bit about what we saw this weekend? All right. So we'll start things off just with the way that ESPN.com Shout out ESPN. They don't get enough shout outs. They're one of they're a small, pretty niche um, sports news website. And you can find anything you need there at ESPN.com. Uh, luckily for us, they have every score of every NFL game available right here with some interesting stats. First off in order, and it sucks that this is the first game to talk about, but the Saints in mm. the thriller. Over good game. Falcons. Really good game. Great game. It was a great game. Uh, Falcons, Atlanta, Falcons fashion, lost a game. <laughs> and, Blew a 10 point or 10 plus point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think 16. Yep. 16 point. Sheesh. And, um, yeah. And yeah, Michael Thomas is back, though. That's my big takeaway from this game. Michael Thomas, two touchdowns, really tore up AJ Terrell. Um, well, two touchdowns, but did you see those two touchdowns? Yeah, they were great catches. Oh, my God. They were like vintage Mike Thomas possession catches. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Terrell had him locked up all game. And then finally, the last two or three drives, the Saints were like, you know what? I know he's, you know, he's getting locked up, but let's just throw it to him anyways. So they threw it to him anyways. And sure enough, he freaking caught it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah. Uh, How did uh, Mariota look? Pretty good. He was good. Um, he just doesn't know how to slide. He he didn't slide, but I think one time he only slid once the entire game, and he had like probably ten rush attempts or so. So yep. he fumbled twice. Um, pretty pretty not great. I think he recovered one, but the other one he he fumbled on the five yard the the Saints five yard line after he had already passed the first down marker and. Yep. Uh, apparently didn't realize it so he didn't slide and we pretty much we ended up losing the game because of that damn Um, so that was tough but he's he looked good so i'm not super upset with him he looked good in the way that gardner Minshew looks good okay uh i don't know he i think he looked pretty good yeah like legit good yeah completed the passes doesn't really wow you, but gets it done. Yeah. And uh, he was that's, that's a good way to say it. I really liked the system the Falcons were using uh, where they would basically play action every single play <laughs> or do like a read option or anything. And it was always Marcus Mariota on the run. Um, and he looked good. Like when there was pressure, he found someone to throw away to pretty quickly um, or threw it away. 
So it was it was a, it was a fun little offense, fun little offense they were running. Yeah, it, they were they looked great. Um, I don't want to just like sit here and dissect the Falcons only, but um, they looked great except for their third down play calling was really bad. Um, all game, like even in the first half, they had so many third downs like in the red zone or in Saints territory where they just like they were rolling the entire drive and then all of a sudden they make this weird like bizarre play call like almost as if uh, Arthur Smith was like overthinking the situation and we ended up going like five for 13 on third down which isn't like horrendous but it should have been better with how with how offensively dominant we were um, for most of that game. It was just literally positive yardage play after positive yardage play. It was yeah, Cordell really, Patterson looked great. Nice. Uh, he looked he like really looked great. So yeah, he did. And James, every really everyone, did you see Jarvis Landry stat line, Dan? Yeah, I did. I have him in fantasy. <laughs> it was really, it was really all in one catch. To be fair, or two, he, I think he had like one thirty and one forty or something. He, yeah, he, he caught a forty yarder at the end of the game. He did what I needed him to in the flex spot. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did. We'll talk a little bit about some flex disappointments for me later on when we get Uh-oh. to the- <laughs> when we get to those games. But next up on this ESPN list we had i mean it was a football game the bears 49ers and there's not there's not much to take away this was a horrible weather game they were playing on like an inch of water um elijah mitchell got hurt uh i think that's really yeah that's really but did you see what's decent lance didn't look great but i i my buddy's a huge bears fan he texted me and he was like Oh, I thought we were, I thought the Bears were supposed to be the wooden spoon contender this year. I thought we were supposed to suck and I thought Shanahan was like the second coming of Christ and I was like, dude, you just beat a like a basically a new quarterback. He played what? He started one game last year. You beat a new quarterback at home in 2 inches of rain. Like yeah. like why are you dunking on him right now? Like this is not the dunk that you think it is. Yeah. That this was the game I, last week when we went game by game. This was my one big my one big upset prediction. Yeah, I didn't predict two inches of rain, so I'm not going to claim that. But it doesn't matter. You still got the yeah. Dub's a dub. Yeah, did look good. Did you see that video of Justin Fields just like sliding on on the water after the win? That was yeah. So the whole the whole defense did on that one play. That was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I was I mean, happy for him. Not much else to take away from this game. Um, I mean, it literally. Yeah, you can't put too much stock into a game like that. Ebo Samuel ran the ball, um, so that's confirmed. He's not just a receiver this year. I guess is the last. Just I don't know. Well, they got him on the jet sweep, right? Is was that what it was? Yeah, Yeah, I think he ran the ball a couple times though. Like was actually used. I mean, when Elijah Mitchell got hurt, so we'll see Mm -hmm. that continues. Oh, and Tyrion Davis Price, he was a healthy scratch, but. My theory is that that's because he doesn't play special teams. He'll probably be active this week. Well, he will be now because of uh, Eli Mitchell being injured. Yeah, exactly. Um, he Apparently he is, according to whatever fantasy pros or whatever sleeper uses for their news sources, um, he will be competing this week for the backup role behind Jeff Wilson. So nice. I don't even know who their other running back is. I mean, 
why do they have four running backs? It's because <laughs> they always get hurt. <laughs> yeah, and they use them so much, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that game. The next game. This is great for Dan. Um, not even the Browns game, but still great for Dan. Oh, the okay. Lost. The Bengals lost. <laughs> I don't know. Is it good for you? Are you happy the Steelers won and the Bengals lost? What do you like there? I think that that's – I don't know. I like. I, I honestly, especially with divisional matchups, I really don't give a shit who wins. But um, what a game this was. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of this, like, the yeah. last – 15 minutes and then into overtime this game it was like like the most bizarre shit was happening money mac misses a chip shot because the long snapper fucked up the snap and the laces were inside they could have won the game on the chip that, shot i feel like that snap wasn't nearly as bad as it was made out to be it he still ended up getting the laces out no he didn't they were just they were just on the side they weren't on the front yeah yeah, that's still on the long snapper. I agree that a lot of people kind of overreact to that. Um, yeah, like it wasn't the worst. Like I, with how close that that kick was, you would still kind of think he would have a good chance of kicking it through, even if he, even if he had to kick the ball sideways. Like it wasn't that yeah. far out. Yeah, and it wasn't even just Money Mac. Like, uh, what? Who's the Steelers? Boswell. He hits right off the post too. It's yeah, like, it was like both the teams were trying to lose, yeah. and somehow the Steelers end up with the dub there. Yeah. Didn't they play to a tie last season? I think they played to a tie last season, or maybe two years ago. I think it was two years and it ago. Was, it was a similar game where they both missed field goal tries to win, and you're just like, which one of these teams like? <laughs> Who's going to forfeit the game? Because it seems like they want to. Man. What a game, though. It was great. Good game, though. Yeah, Burrow threw, what, five interceptions? Yeah, I think five turnovers total or something. Yeah. Um, Jamar Chase, 16 targets. That's crazy. But I guess that happens. 16 targets? Yeah, but Higgins got hurt, Tyler Boyd got hurt, and Joe Burrow threw the ball 53 times. So – Holy 53 times. <laughs> I mean, it oh, went God. last minute, you know? Jeez. <laughs> and the, the Bengals uh, had the Bengals offensive line woes have continued into this season. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. That could also just be TJ Watt. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's also very, very true. <laughs> so, I mean, he got, I mean, he ended up getting hurt. That's another takeaway there. Um, yeah, sad to see. Najee Harris re-injured the same foot that he was in had that he was hurt. Re-injured the same foot that was hurt during preseason. Um, they're downplaying it right now, but we'll see how that develops. Next game. The hard knocks, Detroit Lions tried their best, but didn't quite beat the Philadelphia Eagles. 38-35. AJ Brown, 10 receptions for 155 yards in his Philadelphia Eagles debut I said I'd talk about disappointing flexes not really a flex but I started Devontae Adams in two leagues <laughs> or Devontae Smith are you talking about Devontae Smith in two leagues I started Devontae Smith in two leagues um been high on him all offseason highly touting him and dude comes out with a stinker zero points off four targets um in a day that his team scores 38 points just and so you, you still wouldn't trade him to me. And I'm still definitely not trading him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't now. I'm in too deep. 
Um, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, two touchdowns. And rivaled Swift in carries. He had 11 carries. Swift had 15. So, interesting to watch. Anyone else have some fun takeaways from this game? Um, I didn't I didn't really watch this game, but my only takeaway was just like, you know, the, the lines, you know, just me checking scores, the lines were down like pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I'm checking, you know, fantasy, whatever throughout the throughout the day, I'm just like, wait, <laughs> this is a three point game now. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> so maybe I should go and watch the highlights. But but interesting uh, that the Lions made this such a close game after being so so far down. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Next game, the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel and his head coaching debut absolutely shuts down the Patriots. I mean, nothing gets done for the Patriots. They went 20 to 7. Tyreek Hill looks like Tyreek Hill. Eight catches for 94 yards. He looks explosive. He's getting short yard catches and just taking them for many yards. Uh, Tua didn't look great, but you don't necessarily have to look great when the other team sucks and you have Tyreek Hill. So that's, that's that. <laughs> I, I wonder. Jason. You, oh, go ahead, Reese. I was just going to say, Jason, was it you last week that uh, pointed out how poorly New England always plays at Hard Rock Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. That, that really came to fruition, huh? Yeah, they just always do. It's like one of those things. It's like you don't want to think it's true. Like with like the NFL, like just random trends like that. Like the Cardinals always beating the Packers or the Dolphins always beating the Patriots in Miami. Like just, but it happens. It just randomly happens. No one knows why. Just just how it is. Yeah, I mean, I can still remember that uh, hook and lateral or whatever, the (laughs) kickoff return two years ago that Gronk missed the block on. Yeah. Or three years ago. Missed the tackle, yeah. Sorry, missed the tackle, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't happen? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So they lost, and I mean Miami looked good, or the Patriots are really really bad. We're gonna find out this week, you know, as we get a, a bigger sample size. Uh, Dan, you had a takeaway? Uh, yeah, that I was I was just about to say like, um, and I mean I'm not trying to overreact to this game, but at the same time, it's like especially with the Mac Jones, like injury, apparently it's like not serious or, but it's like a back injury. Like, I feel like that's kind of not something to just gloss over. Like, like when does the alarm bells go off for kind of like the Patriots? Cause I've just kind of been in this mindset. I was like, Oh, I'll build Belichick. They'll be competitive, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I do wonder, I'm not going to overreact, but I do wonder at what point do the alarm bells start going off? I mean, I think they're starting yeah, right now, but I mean, they also always are in the early season for the Patriots. It seems like mid season is yep. right. But, but it might be too late this year. I mean, like you can't do that anymore. You can't wait until week eight to decide to win games. Mm-hmm. Not in this AFC, not with the bills in your division, not with already losing to the dolphins to start the season. I mean, yeah. So I mean I was Yeah, you to- can get away with that in the NFC, but not in the AFC. I mean, uh, last year the Falcons didn't get eliminated from playoff contention until week sixteen and we went seven and ten. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I didn't know that I didn't hear that uh Matt got hurt though. That's sad. I hope he's okay. 
It wasn't during the game, I don't think. Or it might have been. He... It wasn't discovered until after. That's why it's like it's so yeah. weird. Like the reporting on it's been really, really weird. That's how like everything is right now. The Najee Harris injury, the Chris Godwin mm-hmm. injury, the Keenan Allen injury, this Kenneth Walker hernia thing. Like just it's also coaches, though. It's all on the coaches. Like just be honest, be transparent, tell us what's going on and put them on IR and move on. I mean, geez, it's not that big of a deal. Why do I have to waste a roster spot all week until Sunday or Monday, in this case, for Kenneth Walker, for him to be designated out? What's up with that? Anyway. Bullshit. <laughs> Rant away. <laughs> <laughs> um, next game. Ravens, Jets. Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times in the 24 or in the 9 to 24 loss against the Ravens. Uh Lamar Jackson threw three touchdown passes, two to Devin Duvernay, and one to Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews mostly absent. And uh that's how this game went. Ravens one and Any other, any takeaways from the audience? Um Lamar is um, Lamar. That's my takeaway. Yes. My takeaway is that um, I am flabbergasted at the fact that the Jet, the New York Jets with Joe Flacco against that Baltimore defense scored more points than the Dallas Cowboys at home in week one, where they had all summer to prepare for the game. And they scored three points versus the Jets at least put up nine. The Jets scored a touchdown. I mean, hell, the Jets even scored a touchdown. Good for them. Yeah, good for the Jets. Good for the Jets. Down. Let's go, Jets. <laughs> um, cool. Jaguars, Commanders. Well, okay. Before we, before we move on, there is a, fa- a important fantasy implication of that game uh, in terms of the Jets. Um, Corey Davis led that actually really good wide receiver core, including Corey Davis. He's, he's good. Um, led that receiving core in targets and I think receptions and yards. Um, so he made the most out of what he was given to him. And who knows if it'll be like that when Zach Wilson is back, but I mean, he's obviously demanding targets from Joe Flacco. So that's a good sign. And, if you're an Eli Moore or a Garrett Wilson owner, it's a terrible sign. Um, but yeah, and Michael Carter didn't really get many carries, if I remember correctly. I think Chris Hall got a few. Oh yes, yeah, Michael. Well, Mark Michael Carter still led in carries, I think, or at least okay. led yards. Um, but Brees Hall, fun fact, led the Jets in targets. Yeah, I saw. Ooh. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, oh, maybe- that's right. He had like ten or something. 8-11 targets. Yeah, check down city. Yeah. I mean, that's probably just a Joe Flacco thing. Yep. And that arm is so weak. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about elite Joe Flacco here. Yeah, he's a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll check uh, myself. <laughs> Next game, this Jaguars-Commanders game had tons of interesting stuff for some reason. Actually, as expected... I guess, because both of these teams had huge question marks. Um, Commanders win the game. Carson Wentz throws four touchdown passes, and rookie Jahan Dotson gets two of them. Uh, And Curtis Samuel (laughs) gets one of them. 
and I forgot who gets who got the fourth. Uh, probably Antonio Gibson, um, or something. And then on the Jaguar side, James Robinson looks like James Robinson. Eleven carries, sixty-six yards, and a touchdown. That's exactly that. He's back, back from the Achilles injury. And uh, Chris, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones both uh, had nine and eight targets. So not quite sure who the leader is there yet. Uh, but Christian Kirk did have six receptions for 117 yards. So, uh, but lots of questions answered. Antonio Gibson looked great. Curtis Samuel looks like Debo Samuel. Um, and James Robinson is James Robinson. That game was the most vintage Carson Wentz performance of all time. Yeah. They're up by like two scores at halftime. He has two touchdowns, no picks. He's looking fantastic. Comes out into the third quarter, throws two picks like back to back. You think the game's over. They're losing by like 10 or 12 points. Then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he's like, oh, never mind. I'm going to go back to being Carson Wentz again. And then throws two more touchdowns and they win. Like it, it was classic. It, it was so frustrating, but so fun because I love Carson Wentz and I always have, but. It's just like the, he makes so so many dumb decisions. He he's like Josh Allen when Josh Allen was like in his first and second year. He doesn't do it as much now, but somehow Wentz still does, and he's like a seven or eight year vet, maybe like six years. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's crazy some of the crap he does on the field. Yeah, it's Carson Wentz. Yeah, but you can't deny four touchdown passes and a win, even if it is against the Jaguars. <laughs> hey a win is a win yeah, wins a win Dan, any thoughts before we move on to um yeah i didn't watch this game i can't really add anything here understandable well then why don't you take it away because this next game had to have been a fun one for you the browns panthers oh baby browns win week one first time since 2005 i th- this game is I actually think this game is going to be the quintessential Browns experience while Jacoby Brissett is at quarterback because this is, I think even if they play bad teams, like, well, the bad teams are only ones they can beat, but it's like, they have to like grind for every single point. Like this is, it's going to be a grind. The games are going to be close. It's going to come down to like these, these crazy ass field goals. Like it's not really the most fun football to watch. I don't know if any of you guys watch this game, but it's not the most fun football to watch. But goddamn, when I saw Cade York nail that 58-yarder to win the game, I legit – I think my my neighbors thought I was murdering someone or something because I was just <laughs> going nuts, dude. Week one win and a, just a 58-yarder. Usually some bullshit happens, like it gets blocked and the Browns lose. And, you know, I mean, I'm just so scarred from all those types of moments. <laughs> the fact that he just nails that 58-yarder, just – it never a doubt that it was going in straight from the kick, like – it was it was it was great um uh but i'll give one piece of of fantasy advice for this game dpj is an interesting waiver wire donovan peoples jones is an interesting waiver wire pickup because he got the most targets on the team he made some great contested catches especially on third clutch third down plays um Mm -hmm. he he could be a solid flex option or at least like ride the bench yeah yeah i like him michigan guy Michigan man. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Um, I I am a Kareem Hunt owner, not by choice, but because I kind of just randomly acquired him in a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how did he look? Because he he dominated the the 
like target shares and, and snaps over Nick Chubb. So or at least he had way more yards. Yeah. So he, so basically what the Browns are doing now is they're having Kareem hunt and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time. Like Kareem will line up in the fullback position. So like they're trying, they're trying to be like tricky. Like sometimes they'll do like the fullback handoff to Kareem hunt, or sometimes they'll just give the Chubb and hunts like the lead blocker. Um, Uh So they're, so um, they're not going to put Chubb at the fullback position. So that's why he's got like more of the share of the, of the um, snaps but not every – that doesn't mean he's, like, going to run the ball every snaps. But I do really like – I think Hunt's continually slept on in fantasy because a lot of the times on the goal line, the Browns love to give it to Hunt to just punch it in. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a good he's a good player to have. Cool. Good to know. Yeah, he. I think he ate up a touchdown uh, at the goal line this weekend. Mm-hmm. Two? Did he get two? Yeah, he got two touchdowns. One was, like, a crazy 20-yard uh, run that was just, like – the offensive line just literally just pushed people all the way back. It was oh, so that's awesome. Get touched, yeah. Um, and then the other one, I forget what the other one was. I feel like it was but, a cat. Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. Got to be it, it. Got to be infuriating if you're a Nick Chubb owner. Yeah, it was, and I am a Nick Chubb owner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he still got 141 yards. Yeah, so I'll take a. T- I'll take 10 points. Whatever, RB two. Yeah. Uh, any other takeaways from this game? Baker is Baker. He looks exactly like he did when he was on the Browns. Yeah, he did. And it was interesting. We, I think we talked about it, Dan, when everyone had left. Um, we thought Christian McCaffrey would be like really leaned on. Mm-hmm. Like kind of Christian McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield just using Christian McCaffrey to crush the Browns. And it just, he was not really that used. It was, yeah, he should have been. He was actually playing great. He played a great game. Like when he got his opportunities, he made the most of them. And, but they just didn't really, I guess maybe like injury concerns. They don't want to like run him to the ground, but he was, he was looking good. They should have used him more. Yeah, cool. It's good to know. This next game, uh, interesting. It was a football game. These are not, we've had some football games this weekend. This was a tie. The Colts-Texans tied 2020. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Texans went out. I think they were up 20-3 to at one point. And then does Matt Ryan brought him back into the game. He is number two in the NFL right now with passing yards, I want to say. And uh, only threw for one touchdown, though. Jonathan Taylor looked great. Michael Pittman looked great. Uh, Davis Mills looked great. Brandon Cooks looked great. And Rex Burkhead led the Texans' backfield. Those are, those are, that's what I noticed. <laughs> I heard after the game, Lovey Smith was already like basically having to backpedal because before week one, he was, you know, hailing Damian Pierce as the, the lead starter, like the clearest number one at running back. And mm-hmm. he obviously barely played this weekend. And so after the game, Lovey Smith was like, oh, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to get him more involved. We're going to try, we're going to try to get him in the game more. So I think it's probably just one of those things where like Rex Burkhead probably knows the playbook so much better because he's like a 12 year vet or something crazy like that. And Damian Pierce was probably just a little new, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So they probably leaned on Burkhead for that reason. Yeah. And Damian Pierce, I don't think can catch the ball. I don't think he really did that at Florida. Um, It says a lot about um, Dan Mullen that Anthony Richardson and Damian Pierce weren't good enough for him when he was at Florida. 
Yeah. Because they, well, Anthony Richardson didn't look amazing against Kentucky, but week one, Anthony Richardson looked like the second coming of Cam Newton. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, we talked about missed field goals earlier. This is another one. In this game, the Giants beat the Titans. Saquon Barkley. He's back. Saquon Barkley is what I have to say to that. Saquon Barkley. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And another name, Kyle Phillips, who Dan's lame ass picked up on the waiver wire in our league. (laughs) Thought I'd get him. Whatever. He looked good. (laughs) He looked really good. Got the, uh, Got the Titans into game-winning position where they missed the game-winning mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, nine targets, six catches, Kyle Phillips, um, in his rookie debut as the slot receiver. I can't believe I actually called that upset. In our pick league, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll pick the Giants. I know everyone's picking the Titans. And for yeah. so- I literally did not think they were going to do it, but they did. So I'll, I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Great job. Great pick. Great pick. And we'll see how long Saquon Barkley stays healthy. While he is, Daniel Jones might not even have to worry about a thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Um, Packers Vikings. Kevin O'Connell, another NFL coach, making his debut, getting the win. Justin Jefferson looks like an MVP, 184 yards and two touchdowns in a first game for the NFL system, for this dude's system. And, I mean, it looks good. Kirk Cousins looked pretty good. Vikings looked pretty good. And the Packers, they sucked. They looked pretty good. <laughs> the Packer, look, the Packers were missing, like, a, their starting left tackle. Their starting – their number one wide receiver. Like, it yeah. was – it wasn't that crazy that they struggled so bad on offense in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't be that big of a surprise. I just thought in the pick'em league, I, I picked them because I'm like – I. Aaron Rodgers is going to make me look stupid for picking against him, especially when it's when I would have to pick Kirk Cousins in a primetime game, uh, you know, as my other option, because Kirk Cousins never wins in primetime. But, you know, Kevin O'Connell, maybe maybe doing a little something, something um, that I was so ready for Justin Jefferson to like come out and after all this talk about, oh, I see why uh, his this guy's receivers get so many great stats in the system, you know, whatever, whatever. Or was it Richard Sherman that said that? I can't remember who said it. Yeah, it was, but it was, I was like so ready. Okay, so it was Justin Jefferson. I was just so ready for him to come out against the Packers and like completely get humbled and have like one catch for five yards and like eight targets. And then he just didn't. Like he just popped off. He He backed up everything that, we were hearing in the preseason and offseason, like it was that's very satisfying. Um, that was cool. And I love Kirk Cousins and the post game uh, speech by Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins in the locker room where they gave the game ball to uh, the black GM. The first was it the first black or second black GM ever? Um, I don't remember if it is or not. I, I but, don't know, but he's he, he came from but the he's Browns. from the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should know him. Um, yeah, he's got an impossible such a cool name moment. Sorry. Yeah, it's like something Mensa. It's like a hyphen. It's got like a two-part. Two 
but it was a cool moment and it made me think like damn maybe the vikings are going to win that division and it made me reminisce on week one or uh pre-week one episode where we were talking about the vikings and i was like damn they look good they look good they look good dan brandon cooks two first round picks and something else from my team for justin jefferson keep dreaming for now <laughs> I just wanted. He's so good, <laughs> and I could. I want him and Jamar Chase, the Gritty Brothers. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> the Gritty Brothers, LSU, the LSU squad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but he looks great. This next game, someone else looks great. This guy in the NFL always slept on in this next game, but he came out. He threw for five touchdown passes, uh, had six different receivers get three or more catches. I think ended up throwing to like 10 or 11 different receivers total and, you know, proved doubters wrong. This is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Cardinals 44 to 21. And I mean, really look, he really looked unstoppable. Um, But the Cardinals defense might just be terrible. We'll see. Um, anyone else watch this game? Parts of it. Um, I agree with what you said. I mean, I kind of predicted that this this game would kind of end like this. Um, I just think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, it's clear when you still have Kelsey, like when you take away Tyreek, it's like one thing. You still got Kelsey, you got Juju, um, who's a um, Valda Scantling. Hardman got some catches here. So, um, you know, when you have an elite QB, they'll elevate everyone else, all the receivers. So Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs are the Chiefs. We're just going to move on to the Raiders-Chargers game. This was a pretty good game. Chargers won 24-19, and, I mean, it was it was really fine. I don't know if you watched it, but it was literally just a very classic NFL football game. It wasn't very high scoring. There were punts or anything – I mean, it was just it was just a football game. Devontae Adams looked good though, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Jay Herbs looked good too. Yeah, he did. Only three touchdown passes though. I know. <laughs> Only thirty how points. How dare he? Come on. Yeah, how dare he? <laughs> Come on. So we'll see what happens with them and the Chiefs. That's what that's what we're gonna talk about in a few minutes. We've got two more games, but we're gonna talk about Thursday night football very shortly. Uh, this next game, the Buccaneers, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Reese did when uh, just talking about the Cowboys. Buccaneers absolutely spanked the Cowboys. Cowboys only put up three points. <laughs> Dak Prescott breaks his hand or whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, just literally nothing gets done. Nothing. And uh, Tom Cooper Brady. Rush season, baby. What was that, Cooper Rush season? Yep, mm-hmm. Cooper Rush season. Oh, yeah. You're going to see, like, Dalton Schultz get, like, 20 targets next week. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have much to take away from this game. It was kind of a really bad football game. Yeah, no, my takeaway is fuck them for putting this on Sunday night football. I'm trying to relax, have a couple beers before <laughs> I go to sleep, and now I have to see Dak Prescott and, you know, put the ball – near CD lamb and CD lamb drops it. And I have to see, I, well, I, 
you know, Tom, and even like Tom Brady, like the offense wasn't really chugging. It was just one of those games where you're just like, man, I wish that it was like Vikings Packers in, in prime time, because that would, that was a much more fun game to watch. Hey, you know what? Julio Jones looked pretty cool. He did. He did. He did. That was actually probably the biggest takeaway is Julio Jones was just not used yeah. right in Tennessee last year. Yeah. That was the best storyline. Yeah. I think it's because he started the TV 12 method. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is it? Did he actually start the TV yes. 12 method? Okay. I'll believe it. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll it on the broadcast. Um, he's a TV 12 method man in Tampa Bay now. So, yeah, next game. Russell Wilson had a chance to beat Seattle to probably be one of the few people in NFL history to have beaten all 32 teams. And he, he doesn't do it. The Broncos fall short to the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. Um, crazy. Yeah, this, ga- this game was kind of nuts. Yeah, it was. I don't think anyone could have predicted this. No one knows. Still no one knows what wide receiver Russell Wilson likes. Um, we didn't see Kenneth Walker. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Geno Smith looked really good for the first half and still looked fine in the second half. And I I don't know. <laughs> that's it. That's that's what you can take away from this weird, just weird game. It was a weird game. Did you watch this one too? Big time. Yeah. I'll I'll say I'll say this. I think Russell Wilson did enough to win that game. I think that it was mainly the losses, mainly on coaching. There, obviously, the most talked about thing is like you're punting. Like what was a sixty-five yard field goal? Something not sixty-four yard field goal, and and it's like it's a fourth and five. You just paid this guy one hundred and fifty million dollars, um, or whatever how much that contract was. Let a let let him at least try to get that. I I I I don't like that coaching decision there but i did i did think that russell wilson looked good enough to win the game and you know for his first game back i think that you know he'll get better yeah yeah um did you see the manning cast i forgot the manning cast was a thing so i was watching on the normal one i saw like an instagram clip of i think it was the fourth down like when it got to fourth down and it was peyton manning just calling timeout he called timeout 55 times and the Broncos never <laughs> just like basically just like call a timeout and the Broncos just didn't do it. They let the time go all the way to 20 seconds before finally calling a timeout when there was like a minute left. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it sucked. It was, <laughs> you want, I mean, for the storyline, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny that Geno Smith's Seahawks won, but I mean, you know, it's like Russell Wilson all offseason. Let's ride Broncos country. Just doesn't. Um, yeah, that was week one NFL. Any fun takeaways before we move on to week? Yeah, two? that game. That game should have been. That game was kind of late. In his first game with Denver, and they kind of completely flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. He's like still really expensive in like fantasy communities like DraftKings. He's like top three still on the weekly DraftKings. Who? Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I think I think he'll only improve. Like, it, I could definitely. And this is one of the things where and maybe this is me going off on a tangent here, but it's like when you're not playing in the preseason, like he, like he, he's practicing with these receivers, but that chemistry you can it really comes from that game time. Like, hey, if I throw this to you, will you make this play? Type that's how you build chemistry, or at least that's how I think you would build chemistry. Um, because <laughs> I don't play football, but um, <laughs> um, but I think that I think that a lot of that is just comes from not playing in the preseason, and I do think that Russell Wilson will be better. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, that's a tough division. So. It's a t- super tough division. I mean, it might not even matter. Broncos could go get Tom Brady, and it might not even matter. <laughs> don't do that. I don't. I don't yeah. like to that into existence <laughs> um cool uh reese you said are you're good on the takeaways yep i'm good and i am going to leave you uh after we discuss the thursday night football game sounds good so let's get right into it this thursday night game is going to be pretty exciting we have the chargers chiefs at arrowhead the Chiefs are favored by four points, and they're expecting 54 points to be scored. I might even smash that over. Um, this is going to be a fun one. I'll let uh, Reese, I'll just go ahead and let you get out your takes on this one. Sorry, I was uh, I was typing in chat and I had myself muted. Um, this is Chargers at Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Chargers at Chiefs. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think the Chargers are going to score like thirty points and probably still lose because that's <laughs> just kind of what the Chargers do. Um, it, if Mahomes really looked as good as he did Week One, he's they're going to win twelve games this year, thirteen games this year, and I'm going to expect them to win every game in the playoffs by like fifty points. So um, until I'm proven wrong, or not proven wrong, but until I have reason to doubt him. Um, I'm just going to ride with Mahomes here easily. Yeah, understandable. I don't know, though. The Chargers' defense looked pretty good last week, and they still have Khalil Mack. Um, But it doesn't look like Keenan Allen's going to play. It's going to be tough for the Chargers. Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes just threw for five touchdowns and only nine incompletions. I'll also take the Chiefs here. And, yeah, it's just what it is. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs here. I, I feel like I feel like this is just the – just I, it, it, did, the, did the Chiefs sweep the Chargers last year? I think they – I think they did. Um, but you might have to check me on that. I just think that Patrick Mahomes has been in more of these super high-pressure games – or, or or not high pressure, but like you know, explosive offense, expl- expected to score a bunch of points. Uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes, due to his more experience, whereas Herbert, he's never played in a playoff game. He's you know, we saw Herbert lose the Raiders, and it sounds like I'm trashing the Chargers. I'm not. I I promise you, I'm not trashing the Chargers. I like the Chargers, um, but I think that this is one where Patrick Mahomes' experience edges it out here. And I do, Jason, I do like your play on the over here. 
Um, I, I think that I see that the majority of the people are betting the under. Um, so I think that that's a good way to zig while everyone else is zagging. Interesting. Yeah. Think that neither team's going to score 30 points. Um, yeah, I mean, apparently I, all I see, all, I just have, I just have an app that shows like the percentage of like people who are on like either side of the bet. So I don't know like why or anything, but most people are hit 70% of people are hitting the under here. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's probably kind of like a way of Vegas is just trying to make money on people. Like they just put the line really high because everybody thinks that there's going to be a lot of scoring. So nobody's going to want to, you know, bet on the under and then mm-hmm. it actually ends up being the under, but maybe people are wise to it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if it, I don't know. 54 doesn't seem like a lot for two of the most expe- explosive offenses in the league. Yeah, but I mean, like twenty-eight to twenty-nine, or I guess that's over. That would be the over. Damn, I yeah. guess like twenty-four, twenty-three. I mean, yeah. that's not like a defensive battle. You know, that's not like it was. They didn't score any points. And then you're talking and that about would be the under. I could see this also. Sorry to interrupt you, Jason. Um, but I could see this being like a game where it's like. Both the offenses move down the field but can't score touchdowns, right? Like the defense makes the stand in the red zone, so there's just a lot of field goals. I could see that happening. I don't think it will, but I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. That happens way too often. Chiefs 45, Chargers 38. I would love nothing more than to have that as a Thursday night football game. That's my score prediction. <laughs> um, tickets as low as $113. That's surprising. I mean, Arrowhead's pretty big. That's the cheapest ticket. $113. Bucks. That's for barely that's for looking at ants. $113. Bucks. Crazy. Jets Browns. I'll let you start us off. Here's what you it, think. This is this is an interesting game i think i I could be persuaded to i think the browns are favored by six i don't think there's any way in hell that that happens i don't think they win by six this is uh, my expectations for the browns with jacoby Brissett. doesn't matter if it's the jets it's going to be a grind them out win it's going to be like missed missed throws it's going to be leaning on chubb and hunt which I mean, I love Chubb and Hunt, but it's just not like it's just like you know that grind them down type football. Um, I could see this being a super super low scoring game. Um, like if like assume that the uh, Jets get nine again, let's let's just say that the Browns are going to get twelve if they win win this yeah. game. Like 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 that's the type of game I think it, this is going to be. Um, but I hope, I think the Browns can pull this off. They are extremely lucky that their first four games are against like not the strongest opponents. Um, so if they can rack up the wins now, um, you know, that'll help them out, you know, when they play like the bills, the bucks, you know, whatever. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So Browns need to rack up wins any way they can just to stay above water while before Deshaun comes back. But, uh, I have this as jets covering, but still losing. I, I definitely agree with that. At least that I would not, the Browns are favored by six and a half. That's a lot. That's actually a big point spread for the NFL. That's huge. No yeah. way. 
Yeah. But do we know if Zach Wilson's playing? Joe Flacco's is starting. I think it's it been confirmed. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Then, yeah. I mean, literally exactly like you said, then I have no way to disagree there. Um, I'll give a fun take from the game. I'll say Kareem Hunt scores the touchdowns again this uh, week. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I believe that for sure. Uh, it was already like we kind of already saw that last year too. Like it's like Chubb runs, you know, seventy yards down the field, and then Kareem Hunt just scores the touchdown. It's like um, who was it? Edmonds and Connor last year is the same thing where Edmonds would just run all the way down, and Connor just goes goes into the end zone. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So that's that game. The next game is there's some interesting games this week. We've got Commanders Lions is this next game. I think Detroit lets out their frustrations and they do win this game. I don't think Carson Wentz is four touchdown capable every single week. And I don't think he's four touchdown capable back-to-back weeks either. (laughs) So um, Lions, they're only favored by one and a half. I would definitely take over that. That's a, that seems small. Um, And Amon Ross St. Brown is the highest scoring player. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I, I, um, I'm with you that I think the Lions win this one. I think that, well, and think about what we saw last week, right? We saw the commanders, they pulled, they pulled out the win. Carson Wentz played well, but like, or well ish, like he, um, they almost lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like to me, it's, you're asking, are, are the Detroit Lions at least as good as the Jags? I would say yes to that. They might be better. We'll see in the coming weeks. But I think that Detroit has enough to pull this game out. Um, and I think that the media just goes crazy over this game. I agree. It's in Detroit. So this, I believe last week they played in Philadelphia. So this will be their first home game. I think there could be fireworks this week. Like true literal fireworks. <laughs> here's here's the question: Who has more interceptions this game, Golf or Wentz? Wentz. <laughs> Dan. What? I don't think we're gonna publish this on Instagram unless it comes true. But <laughs> Jared Goff, perfect game, hundred fifty eight point three passer rating. Yeah. I could see it. Jared Goff's one of those quarterbacks who just randomly has like a like an elite level game, and you're just like, oh, this guy went first overall. But then, like the next game, he's like trash. But <laughs> yeah, perfect passer rating this week for Jared Goff against the Commanders. That'd be my that'd make me happy. I because people hate on Goff. I mean, people hate on Wentz too, and I like when Wentz does well. But um, like when someone's so hated like Goff is, I'm just like, go kill it, dude. Just fucking go kill it. Yeah. I hope so. He the he he doesn't look like a starting NFL quarterback in hard knocks. No. They yeah. barely featured him in hard knocks. It was like what what Yeah. You like see him sitting down and just like gym shorts and a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just... like twice his size. <laughs> it's like wow. <laughs> I like him. I like Jared Goff. Um next game. This will be fun. Buccaneer Saints. Tom Brady has not beaten the Saints in two years now. The Saints have swept the Buccaneers. Or no. I think that does not happen this time. I do think that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 
finally win this game. They're favored by two and a half. I like that as a spread, but I do think that Tampa Bay probably wins by a field goal. So I'd probably take the over. Um, It's probably still close though. Like 21, 17, maybe. Yeah. Like that. I could see this being close. I'll, I'll take the opposite prediction of you here. I think, I think this, and this is my prediction. We see some like vintage I'm by vintage. I mean, three years ago, saints where it's Kamara and Michael Thomas running the show this week. I think that they're going to both going to have massive weeks. And I think that, you know, this is in new Orleans Superdome. Those fans are crazy. I think that saints pull this one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take, if the saints win this one, it's Chris Olave. Okay. So that would make me happy. Put it on his back. Yeah. Just to be contrarian. (laughs) Um, Panthers giants. It's so funny. The Giants are a favorite. I mean, I know the Panthers suck. It's just funny seeing the Giants as a favorite. Um, we'll see how long that continues. It's in New York. They're the home team. It's early in the season, so Saquon Barkley's still healthy, probably. It's close. 24-21 type football game here. Man. I, I kind of want to give it to the Panthers. I think I'm going to give it to the Panthers this week, though. And because I feel like, like you said earlier, that the Panthers probably should have used Christian McCaffrey more. And I think they will this week. I think that they'll learn their lesson and they'll finally kind of start clicking. And I think Baker Mayfield is pissed he didn't beat the Browns. So um, I think I think that the Panthers, I think the Panthers get it done this week. I uh I'll take the opposite again here. I I, I want to believe in the Giants. I don't know why. I don't have any connection to the Giants. I don't particularly like any of their players or anything. I just I have a feeling in my gut that the Giants are gonna win this game, and I'm just gonna stick with the gut. I uh, hopefully Barkley has another great game. Um, but I just th- no no logical explanation except in my gut. I think the Giants will win this. Okay. Hey, you know, the Giants are randomly good every, like, five or six years. Or, like, not even really good, but they make the playoffs at, like, under 500. <laughs> I mean, and they, they're in a division where they could they can make the playoffs if they just ra- start racking up wins when they can. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if Saquon stays healthy, he looked really, really good. He looked really good like really really good so um i mean yeah i mean I, if, if that stays true i mean of course and Kadarius tony i think saw like 14 snaps something ridiculous so hopefully he gets used a little bit more and i mean the giants could be dangerous yeah um but no i'm still gonna take the panthers <laughs> next game and this one sucks to say and i'm, I'm surprised here probably because tj watts hurt but the patriots are favored in pittsburgh uh by two points against the steelers um no way the Patriots win this game which is crazy because I feel like the Patriots always beat the Steelers but I think that was more of a Tom Brady thing um Steelers without TJ Watt they're still a pretty good defense we just saw the Patriots literally suck last week I don't see anything changing to make them that much better um in fact they've only got worse time Montgomery went to IR uh so Steelers here I don't I don't really have any predictions or hot takes about it. I just don't. I don't oh, know. 
I agree this game's gonna be suck versus suck. That both offenses are like anemic. Like this, this it would not surprise me if this game's like six to three at the end of it. And it, on either side, whoever wins. I'll take I'll take the Patriots just for the fact that I do think that Steelers defense does struggle without Watt. Um you know, statistically, like that is the case. Like their defense is night and day without without Watt there. And um, I think that it's going to allow, um, if Mac Jones plays, I guess that's my caveat, if Mac Jones isn't hurt, the Patriots should win this. I think that, you know, if you give him even an extra half second in the pocket in the NFL, like that's that's enough for Mac Jones to get the ball where he needs it to be. Um, I think the run game is probably a little bit better um, from the Patriots side, given the question mark of Najee Harris. So I think the, I think the Patriots edge this one out in something stupid like six to three. Six to three. I don't disagree. Really. <laughs> I could totally see it. <laughs> Games are not. I don't know. They're not fun to watch. Watch, see- watch this be like a random shootout. Like we're just so entirely wrong, and they're just like slinging the ball. Mitch Trubinsky and Mac Jones just having elite level games. <laughs> That'd be fun. I feel like I could see the Steelers absolutely smoking. Like for some reason, just going out there and putting up like 28 at half, but I don't see the Patriots doing it. Like just a bunch of broken plays. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there that I feel like the, the Steelers can be randomly more explosive than I think the Patriots can. Cause yeah. the, the Steelers do have some good playmakers like Najee. They have Deontay Johnson. Um, Claypool Pickens. Uh, yeah. Claypool right. Pickens. Like they have, they have some weapons to potentially be explosive. So. Yeah. Next game. Colts Jaguars. Um, no one in the AFC South won last week. <laughs> um, so if it's not another tie, someone will win. It's hopefully Matt Ryan and the Colts. Um, yeah, they're favored by four. It's in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. I mean, that sounds about right. If they do win, it's probably by a touchdown. Um, yeah, I'll so yeah, I'll give it. It is the-, the Jacksonville curse, though. They can't win in Jacksonville. Like, that's the thing. It's true. It's just like the Patriots and the so Dolphins. They could break it, though. I could see this being the the game where they break it. Yeah, it's not like Matt Ryan's cursed by yeah. anything. Matt Ryan hasn't had anything bad happen to him in his NFL career. Um, <laughs> no random curse that he suffered from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a Falcon. <laughs> Uh, uh, nothing bad has ever happened to Matt Ryan <laughs> in, in the biggest moments. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I don't know. This I, game, honestly, I kind of feels like a toss-up just randomly. Like, a, one, because of the curse, and two, because, like, I just think that – I think that one of these games, Trevor Lawrence is going to take his step forward, I think. And why not this game? Fuck it. I don't think it's this game, but it I do. Not, it's probably not this game, but I want it to be this game. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. With you. At some point, he's just gonna like throw like six touchdowns. Yeah. Um. If only he could play the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, here's one hot take I'll give. Okay. Christian Kirk will get more yards than Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. I guess it's maybe not too hot of a take. They're both wide no, receivers. It's, one, a, it's but... a hot take. People yeah. really like Michael Pittman. I really like Michael Pittman, but I just don't think I'm 
still sold on the like I'm 100% with you. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I like I feel like he's going to have bad weeks. Yeah. You know. Um anyway. Um <laughs> I still give it to the Colts probably by a touchdown. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Um Dolphins Ravens. This is a fun one. This is super fun. Just because I still I watched the Dolphins Patriots game, I still have no idea what the Dolphins are cooking up. Um, so I just they're they're a weird team, um, and Lamar Jackson's fun to watch. So, you know, it should be good. Baltimore three and a half. I like it. It's in Baltimore. I'll take the under there. I think Baltimore probably wins by a field goal. I don't know how high scoring it's going to be. I think probably both in the twenties somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give this, I'll give this one to the Ravens just because Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. I think he gets this done. Um, But I, I could see easily see the dolphins winning. I could see like just Tyreek or Waddle just having a game. Um, But I do like the Ravens here. I like Lamar. I think, that him and Bateman, I think that that is kind of an underrated throughout the season. I think that they'll get better and better. Um, people forget like Bateman was like a first round pick, like, and in a st- in a class, I was stacked at receivers. So I think that he's got some more to offer this team. Um, yeah. I think the Ravens take it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Mark Andrews just because I need it to happen. Ooh, honestly, as I was saying that, I was totally not even considering Mark Andrews, but I, I that's a good one. I feel like flabbergasted. <laughs> I feel like just so flabbergasted that he got me five and a half points in my fantasy league. Like, what? That's not Mark Andrews. Yeah, he started the season slow last year, too. It's kind of annoying. Frustrating. So just because I want it to happen and need it to happen, um mark andrews gets it done this week but also rashad bateman should get more than two catches that's all he got he should also have a little bit more usage too Um, next one falcons rams i hate this game for the falcons like i really hate this game for the falcons especially that they just had a heartbreak but they now have to travel all the way to la the rams are 10 and a half point favorites um and I just I don't I don't think the Falcons can get it done against really good teams, and I could see this getting really ugly. Um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are going to be a problem for Marcus Mariota and Drake London. Um, I I just I really don't I <coughs> the ten <coughs> the ten and a half. Point, thank you. The ten and a half point spread is smart because you don't really want to take that as a betting <laughs> man, like you really don't. But man, I mean, like, I really don't. I don't see this one being close, but it might just be ten points. I'm not gonna say a a, a point a, a a take on the spread, um, but I I don't see it being that close. And if it is close, it's the Rams have been winning for so long that they let off the gas, and the Falcons still get within like a touchdown or something, but. Uh, yeah, that's I, I just think the Rams defense is going to be too much to handle. I think and and this this might be the spiciest take I have on podcasts. I think the, the Falcons are going to win this for two reasons here. I think the Falcons are going to win because Matthew Stafford's going to throw some interceptions. Um, and I think that 
the Falcons offense will do some like quick plays, like screens, get it out so that Aaron Donald is not in the play, make the their corners miss tackles, which we saw they had problem with last week. Um, and so they could really, and, and even some quarterback design runs there too. I think that um, this, this game has kind of upset written all over it for me, like the upset that no one's looking for written all over it for me. So I'll take the Falcons. I think it's going to be close though. And I think that Matthew Stafford's going to throw some interceptions. The way you talk about it, like, I believe you. <laughs> it was just so smoothly delivered. <laughs> like that, so I don't know. I just I can't trust the Falcons. I can't trust him either. It's also uh, also a lot of these like upset predictions are just gut. Like I'm just like I, I think I <laughs> that's think they're gonna win that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't have any way to back up the Bears beating the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Seahawks 49ers, San Francisco favored by nine. A lot. That's a lot. I mean, like the I don't think the Bron. I mean, beating the Broncos is. I mean, I think that's you know, not like crazy. That's not like beating a really good team, but the Broncos are still pretty good and they yeah. beat them. The funny thing is, is after the game, the spread increased into the 49ers favor. Like it was, I'm seeing it was at seven and a half after the game, it moved to nine. So people are, I don't know what, what the explanation is for that, but I guess people are riding San Francisco heavy after that game, even though they won. Maybe, Maybe everyone just like maybe Vegas is trying to capitalize on people still writing off the 49ers mm-hmm. bad week one, you know, like they're thinking like everyone's like, oh, they were just in a rainy game. They're a lot better than they look. Yeah. They're just trying to capitalize. That's that actually probably it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's been like the narrative now. Like I've heard everyone say yeah. that. So, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely take the under on that spread. I don't know if the Seahawks actually win. I agree that the 49ers are better than they were last week. Um, and that's a good defense. And that's a very good defense yep. for Smith to handle. So, I don't know. But, I mean, the 49ers, I mean, they lost Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Jeff Wilson's not that good. Yeah, he's not. So, But I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll say Seattle covers, but San Francisco wins. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bengals Cowboys. In this Dallas. one could this one could have been fun. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been fun. Instead, it's gonna suck. Cincinnati only favored by seven and a half. Smash the over there. Cooper Rush isn't gonna do shit. Yeah. Um. It, well, here's. I, he, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You finish. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. I, I don't. The Cowboys defense is pretty good, and Micah Parsons is dangerous, and the Bengals offensive line sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am crazy for taking the over there, but yeah. yeah, I I think they probably cover. The funny thing was is okay. So before Dak Prescott injury, right, this game was um a pick'em game. So basically, the spread was a money line essentially. Like right. the, it was both teams had the exact same odds to win the game. After now, the the obviously we see the seven and a half now. So this game could have been fun, kind of ruined. I think the Bengals win. Joe Burrow's not going to have back-to-back bad games. He's just too good of a player. Um, and, um, 
Yeah, is Higgins back? I don't. I haven't really any. Probably concussions probably. don't seem to hold out the star players. Yeah, but they probably should. They probably should. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll just take the Bengals. This one's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a, a DFS podcast, and uh, the Bengals are the cheapest uh, defense this week on DraftKings. If anyone really. Listened. Yeah, so it's that's interesting because it comes yeah. out before like injury news like they said it like really early so Bengals were not expected to do well against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys but now um you know this should be a pretty good defense option anyway um, yeah that's value city right there that's really yeah like that's what you want <laughs> so anyway um next game Texans Broncos see like this is like I don't get the spread sometimes Broncos favored by 10 points against the Texans and the Texans just tied the Colts who are pretty good. I would imagine. And, uh, the Texans or, and the Broncos just lost. I mean, but it is the first, it's in Denver. Russell Wilson's not that bad, but 10 points is a lot. That's Too a much. Huge, no way. Yeah. Texans cover that for sure. Uh, but yeah, I do. I, the Broncos have to win at some point. It's this game. It's the Texans. Um, yep. Um, fuck it. I'll, Dougie Mills revenge tour. I gave him slander last week. I'm doing a complete 180. I'm all on the Davis Mills hype train now. Um, <laughs> literally a complete 180. I was throwing him some shade. Texans by three. Fuck it. Nice. I dude, Davis Mills is really good. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> wouldn't that be? I I just love stories like that. Six round pick. You're you're thrown out on a you know when your franchise is trash and you go out there and you make some plays. You know people are like, oh, this franchise is so bad they ruined this quarterback. Well, Davis Mills is coming into this trash franchise and he's he's lighting it up to you know as much as he can. So yeah. I'm all about it. Texans by three. Yeah. All right. Cardinals, Raiders, Raiders favored by five and a half. That seems like a lot. Um, but, I mean, the Cardinals didn't look too great last week, got to be honest, but, I mean, mm-hmm. the Raiders. Um, do you want to talk about this one? I don't – Yeah, five and a half is too much. I think I think, um, I think it's closer than five and a half. I think the Raiders edged this one out. I think, you know, the, the, the Cardinals, when people talk about the Cardinals, their biggest weakness always, the secondary, the secondary. Devontae Adams, I think, is going to feast this one um, to the victory here. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to disagree with you. I feel like the Cardinals get it done. Um, If Rondell Moore plays. I'm going to stick to my guns on Rondell Moore. I like him. He was out last week. Uh, We saw Greg Dortch get used a lot. Um, I think that that role will be – used by Rondo Moore, who is much better than Greg Dortch. And I think that that'll make the Cardinals offense better as a whole, and they'll get some points. Uh, but I do think it's really close. Like, it could be like a 29-28 kind of game where the Cardinals go for two to win it, like at the end or something fun like that. that that'll, yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> that love that, honestly. Yeah. I think this will be high scoring as well. Yeah. 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 I think both offenses figure it out. Mm-hmm. We have... We've talked about all the rest of the games except for primetime now. So there's actually three primetime games this week for some reason. 
Yeah. Here's our Sunday night game. We have Bears Packers. This actually, I'm very excited for this game uh, because we get to learn a little bit more about the Bears because last week we're going to throw it out the window and they won, uh, which is pretty cool, I think. And the Packers, I mean, they looked pretty terrible last week. Um, but I mean, there were some week one woes. They're relying on rookie wide receivers. Uh, Robert Tunyon's coming back from injury. He probably comes a little bit back more to form as the season goes on. Um, so here's where it's crazy. Packers favored by 10. I hate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Hate that. No way in hell. Um, I might still give it to the Bears, too. I hated the Bears all offseason, but every week I'm picking the Bears. I find myself picking the Bears. You're like me with the Texans. <laughs> like, literally, I wrote so many articles talking about fade Justin Fields. <laughs> and now, like, two weeks in a row now, I'm like, no. <laughs> that's, co- that's called self-evolution. <laughs> I like the Bears. Yeah basis i'll keep i'm gonna keep just um but yeah i like the bears this week i you know the packers probably get back to the packers form at some point but i i did not see anything encouraging last week i don't think they're gonna completely 180 and i think the bears are gonna have some swagger and confidence after that win even if it was a really rainy win i think that i mean like they got it they like i was actually really impressed with their performance in that game so um i think that carries over yeah I'm I'm not taking the Bears. Um, I'll take I'll take the Packers here. I think for for one sole reason, because Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He owns the Bears. He said it himself. This is home at Lambeau, prime time. I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers gets it done here. Um, I could see this. Ten is a weird spread. I could see this being like. They win by a touchdown. I could even see nine points. Ten is an interesting, interesting line here, but I, so I'm not going to touch that. But this is this is this is a game. They could even go. This could even be a low scoring game as well. I don't know. I I think that Aaron Rodgers pulls it out though. Okay. <laughs> I love that your source for uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true if you do look at the stats he does own the bears it's just funny uh and it is true i remember didn't he tweet yeah. that like it was like a picture of him like owning a bear or something yeah and like uh, the, my, that was just uh, whenever when that when the mike picked him up on that that touchdown celebration saying like i own you that was one of my favorite moments of last season i was like you fucking baller dude <laughs> uh, no the bears win <laughs> we shall see we shall see if your 180 on the bears turns turns its fruit they win the super bowl yeah <laughs> that would be insane i'd be here for that um speaking of super bowl our monday our first monday night game uh is the bills versus the titans and the bills favored by 10 i like it um i do like it i i would they could win by 10 or more Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not completely sold on the Titans as a beating the Bills type team. They just absolutely wiped the Rams. They were so efficient. I was so impressed on it, literally every, every snap. They they are just on all cylinders. Like it is, they are in postseason form week one. Yep. <laughs> and yep. That, I, 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 Bills by like a hundred. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every week, probably. <laughs> I, uh, I'm 100% with you there. This game's got blowout written all over it. Minus 10, it, it should be minus 14, honestly. I could see this being a two-touchdown victory here. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's so fucking good, dude. Like, he's so good. Diggs is your number one receiver. Like, I mean, their running backs aren't the greatest. But when you got Josh Allen, who gives a shit? You got Josh Allen, Diggs, Davis, um, Dawson Knox is a tight end. I'm, I'm forgetting another wide receiver. But, um, yes, yes. And, yeah, but, I mean, you, uh, Devin Singletary is not bad. Not bad, not bad. I'm maybe giving him too much shade there. But, like, <laughs> I mean, even if it was worse than Singletary, it's like, who cares? You have Josh Allen. And Josh Allen stiff arms a guy. He can take off and run. Dude, I, the Bills are really good, dude. <laughs> so good. Like, I, I – they're so good. <laughs> the Bills are really good. <laughs> it's so sad. But you know what? I'm starting to think they don't win the Super Bowl. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Can they keep this up all year? Like, I, it could, like. They'll have bad games, but, like, I, I think. I'm ahead of myself here. I think on average they'll have a really good season, but like you know they'll have one of those games where like you know when they lost to Jacksonville it was like nine to six. They'll have they'll have a couple of those games, but I think on average they're gonna be really really good. They they might have Arizona Cardinals written all over them. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you're you're putting that into into the universe right there. <laughs> it's gonna happen now. They're like just gonna Stephon Diggs gets a PED suspension. Oh and no. Oh no! <laughs> something like just, just something they can't control, yeah. and then like they just they just lose all the steam. I mean, I'm like, like, and even not even just PEDs. Like, God forbid, I'm not I'm not trying to speak this into existence, but like <laughs> injuries. Just what that's all I'm saying. I'll I'll keep it at injuries, but if they're gonna derail, it's probably gonna be injuries, in my opinion. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's what that's what $213 for this game, by the way. Cheapest tickets in Buffalo. That makes sense. What's the median income of Buffalo? Um let's see. <laughs> of Buffalo, New York. 24,000, 25, oh, almost 25 rounding up. Household wow. is household is like 40, but um, yeah. 213 bucks that's a that's a huge chunk that's a huge chunk and they're buying tables and breaking them every week <laughs> that probably racks up you know uh, tables are like 40 50 bucks you know? <laughs> so not it's 213 dollars for the ticket 20 dollars for the tailgate 50 dollars <laughs> for the table that you're gonna have to buy every week plus the 40 dollars you spent on beer plus the gas who knows how much gas is in upstate New York? This is like a four hundred dollar trip to go to a Bills yeah. game. You're a true Bills fan. <laughs> Let's go. Gas prices in Buffalo, New York. It's like it's like four dollars. Okay, this might be the best tangent we've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are the median gas prices in Buffalo? <laughs> It's the most expensive game by far. Maybe not by far. There's 185 in here for the Cardinals Raiders game. 
Raiders tickets must just be expensive because they're in Vegas, though. That's yeah. I think they have like um um they have like casinos and shit. Like they that buy them up and like give them to high rollers and that kind of yeah. stuff, so that inflates the prices. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's no way anyone's paying two hundred bucks to go see the Raiders Cardinals game. Not yet. Yeah. Like, do we know if the Raiders from o- the Oakland fans travel well? Uh, <laughs> but let's move on. We have vikings eagles as our last monday night game i don't know why you would load monday night but whatever uh 8 30 vikings eagles in philadelphia eagles favored by two i like it i'm gonna take the eagles i'm gonna have to remain convicted there the vikings look great but i like the eagles i really just think they're gonna be able to score a lot of points Mm -hmm. Um, and i do think that the defense is okay so um, I'll take the Eagles there, and I like the two, like a one, a one like literally another, like maybe go for two to yeah. win the kind of thing. This this matchup's kind of funny because this this is my uh, your pick of team to win a division that didn't last year versus my pick of the team <laughs> to win the division that they didn't last year. So I will also remain to my <laughs> convictions here. I will also remain to my convictions, and I will say Minnesota. Um, because of who else? Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson. He, he's he's gonna have another good game. And well, granted, I also think AJ Brown is going to. I think it's gonna be this could be a high scoring one. I think that you know. Um, I mean, I guess they both have decent defenses, but I still think it's gonna be high scoring. Like um, Jalen Hurts can run with his legs. You know, Kirk Cousins. You know, is Kirk Cousins? I guess. Oh, this is prime time though. Fuck. I'm still going to – I'm saying Kirk Cousins will win in prime time, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I guess. <laughs> I think – but I, I'll, I'll say this. It's not Kirk Cousins that's going to win. It's Justin Jefferson that's going to win. How does Justin Jefferson win it without Kirk Cousins? Jet sweeps. <laughs> I guess Kirk even... Cousins could throw three interceptions. Yeah. Just... Do they even run jet sweeps with – Justin Jefferson, I don't Maybe, think they do. I'm sure. I'm sure they've done it. They won't do it a lot. No, no, they won't. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but this this will be a really fun game. Uh, no matter who wins this one, like, you know, these are two teams that are ascending, and, and that's obviously why we both picked them to win their divisions. But um, this this – this is probably one of the better Monday night football games that we could ask for here. I think I figured out why there's two Monday night games because this bills Titans game that's on an hour and a half earlier is going to be so bad that it's like yeah. you know, right when the game gets really bad is when, Oh, it's okay. The Vikings Eagles is on. So yeah, it's, it's going to be 21, nothing by the time the other game starts. Yeah. So it'll be like, Oh, perfect. We can switch the channels. Yeah. It'll be like, Oh, I got my fun. I saw Josh Allen. Really yeah. Good. Now I can go watch a good football game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> They're like, shit, we have a bad Monday night game. Let's add another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I think the Cowboys have four primetime games. Why? <laughs> I get that Cowboys are like the number one team in terms of like viewership, but it's like Cooper Rush. Come on, dude. When when do we see Zeke playing quarterback? We need to put Zeke at quarterback. He's get paid. He gets paid like a quarterback. Put him in for a couple snaps. Let's see what happens. 
if Ezekiel Elliott was quarterback, <laughs> it would be not unlike Cam Newton of recent years, but <laughs> unlike Cam Newton in that he would be even worse. <laughs> It would just be so bad. It would be really bad. My hot take, Cooper Rush has a 5,000-yard passing season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I, I hope that happens just so that you can post that on Instagram and be like, yeah, I fucking called that shit. Like, yeah, I, was, I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe not 5,000. Yeah. But I think I think Cooper Rush is fine. He's fine. I mean, he, we've seen him play before. Like, he's a backup quarterback. Like, that's that's what he is. That's fine. Did yeah. you see? No, I don't, you didn't watch the Falcons Saints game. Jameis Winston went into the medical tent, and there was a shot of Andy Dalton like putting on the helmet, warming up, getting ready to go out. Um. And as soon as the Saints were about to go out, Jameis Winston came out of the medical tent. <laughs> and, it, and it's just a scene of Andy Dalton taking off his helmet as Jameis Winston walks past him putting on his helmet. That's actually pretty hilarious. I totally forgot that Dalton's on the Saints now. I did too. And then I was watching the game. I was like, oh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> He's probably better than Jameis Winston. Uh, James. I mean, he does his his J- Jameis has got a cannon. Now he might not be the most accurate guy, but he's got a cannon. Sure. You don't think the Red Rocket has a rocket? Uh, I think he did at one point. I think he's a little washed now. <laughs> I did see him beat up on the Browns oh. when he was a Bengals quarterback. He beat up on the Browns all the time. So I am very aware of Andy Dalton. But <laughs> you're telling me. You're going to go with this hot of a take. You're going to say Andy Dalton is washed? In his current form, yes. And not and not throughout his whole career. For, in his current form. I mean, there's a reason that Jameis Winston think, beat him out for the job. You think Andy Dalton is past his prime? <laughs> oh, now, you're trolling me. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was still good. I like Andy Dalton. Yeah, he was – he's, he's like – that I love the how they he has his own like um they call it like whatever what's it called the Dalton line is that what it is where it's like yeah. is your quarterback worth keeping is he above the Dalton line that's hilarious yeah yeah I mean if you have do you think Davis Mills is he the, like the next Andy Dalton yeah it's actually a pretty decent comparison honestly um. I mean, we have to see more of Davis Mills, but he could be on that trajectory for sure. Yeah, just think, you can't be upset. He'll get you to the playoffs, maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, they almost beat like uh, the Colts. I mean, I mean, we 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 kind of breezed over that a little bit. Like that's a massive, yeah, massive W for them. Um, or well, it's an it's a not a W, it's a draw. But it's like that Colts are people are saying like are an amazing team, and they are. But it's it's a testament to that team that they can go in there and get the tie. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It was a great week one of football. Do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about? Um, 
No, I think we covered all of our bases here. Uh, I'm I'm super fucking pumped for week two. Like you get your first, it's like you know you get your first week of football. And now during the week, I'm like itching. I'm like, when when's it Thursday? When's it Thursday? Um. Yeah. So, but we're gonna have some more drama, some more uh, some more storylines to discuss. So I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, trade me Justin Jefferson in like an hour. Maybe have a drink tonight. <laughs> you know, and then text me like, okay, he's on the table. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll, I'll uh, maybe, maybe not consider that. Did you see the Kyle Pitts trade? Yeah. It was pretty even. That was a good trade. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me, listeners, or listener. Thanks for joining, or thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, everyone have a great night. Peace.